I was reading, uh, reading a sermon the other day by one of my favorite authors, Frederick Beatner, and, and his sermon challenged me to remember. We're going to talk about that this morning. So much of what you're going to hear this morning comes from Frederick Beatner. I'll give him credit where credit is due. I'm, on Thanksgiving Day, I'm thankful for, for some really good theologians and writers who uh, I don't even try and improve on their stuff. I'll just borrow it a little bit. So he, he challenged me to remember. If I were to ask you this morning how good your memory is, how good you are at remembering, my guess is your answer would be pretty clinical to start. You would tell me about how good you are at remembering names, right? When you run into somebody at the grocery store, or maybe you ran into them here at church because you see them, uh, you're a guest here that comes every Thanksgiving, you've got to try and remember that name. How good are you at pulling those names up? How good are you at remembering you might tell me how good you are at remembering those important dates like birthdays and anniversaries. You don't want to forget your wife's birthday, right? Remember that? How good are you at remembering that? You might even tell me about how good you are at retelling a story. And you get all the details right of that story. Except, of course, the details where you want to exaggerate and stretch the truth a little bit, right? You'd probably get pretty clinical, about how good you are at remembering. That's not the kind of remembering I want us to be talking about this morning and thinking about while we're here. You see, most of us aren't very good at slowing down long enough to be intentional about our remembering. And intentional remembering is very, very different from ability to recall facts, from ability to to recall information. So on this Thanksgiving day, for a few minutes here, I want to invite and challenge all of us here this morning to make some time today, just a few moments maybe, Sometime today, maybe on your own, maybe at the end of the day when all the busyness is done, all the hubbub and the family is gone, maybe you'll take a few moments at the end of the day. Maybe you will take some moments with family gathered together. And the invitation is to remember. And to make this remembering a conscious act of your will. Let me warn you right up front, even as I give that invitation, this will not come easily, it will not come comfortably, which is why most of you will turn the invitation down, and you won't do this. Because you and I, we are escape artists when it comes to intentional remembering, the kind of remembering we're talking about here this morning, right? We don't like to get too serious about things, especially things about ourselves, So when we're with other people, like many of us will be today, we talk about almost anything under the sun except for what really matters. We talk about anything except for our own lives, except for what's really going on in our own skins. So my guess is today, as in other days, we will pass the time with meaningless chatter, empty conversation. We'll keep our distance from each other, even though God knows it's precisely each other that we desperately need. We do the same thing 
with ourselves as well. We're escape artists with ourselves when it comes to remembering. Think about this. It's late in the evening, and you're all alone at home. Either all your friends and guests have left for the evening. Maybe everybody else has turned in. You're the night owl. The house is yours, empty and quiet. And that time is ripe. It's the perfect time for you to look back over the day. Maybe look back over the week. Maybe, maybe even sit down and look back over the year to try and figure out who you are. Right? Where, where you have come and where you are going. The time is ripe for, for sifting through the things that we've done and the things we've left undone to try and find a clue as to, to who we are and who we're becoming. The time is absolutely ripe for intentionally remembering along with God to remember how he's directed your life, to remember what he's done in your life, to remember what he's given to you, to remember what he's taken away from you. And, and to think about how that all fits together to make you who you are and where you're going. The time is ripe for some of that kind of remembering. But again and again and again, we fail to think those long thoughts, don't we? Instead, we flick on the television set and mindlessly sit and watch those images. Instead, we flip open our laptops and decide to go on Facebook and, and look at everybody else's fake lives that they post up there instead of looking at our own real lives. Instead, we find some chore to do that easily could be done tomorrow, but we're going to do it right now. We cling to the surface of life out of fear of what lies beneath. What we're doing is we're escaping we are escape artists. But from time to time, every single one of us here must stop running and give up on escape. From time to time, every single one of us must stop and sit down and do the work of remembering. We must sit in the place where our past lives on as part of the present. Where, where the long journey of our life, with all of its twists, with all of its unexpected turns, where that has not only brought us to the present, but it's also shaping who we are into the future. We need to sit in a chair called Remember, a place where with patience and with quietness of heart, we honestly and humbly remember the lives that we have lived and the God who has directed them. And today, Thanksgiving Day, might just be the perfect day to choose to have a seat in the chair called Remember. Let me tell you how to do it. It's not that hard to set up. Go home, and in the moment, pick a chair. Any chair. I don't care what chair it is. Pick a chair. And for a moment, seems kind of strange, for a moment, name it. Simply name that chair Remember. 
And then sit down. Sit down in that chair. And by that act of sitting down, you are choosing to stop for a moment and to consciously and intentionally remember. You are choosing not to turn on the television set. You are choosing not to open your laptop. You are choosing not to pick up a book. You are choosing to let your mind journey deliberately back through the years of your life that have gone by but are not gone. You are choosing by sitting down to engage in a deeper, slower kind of remembering. Remembering as searching. Remembering as finding. Remembering that is not unlike praying. It's it's searching to find truth, the truth of your own lives, in the deepest and dearest parts. And to search to understand. And to search to hear and to be heard. When you sit down in the chair called Remember, you're taking time to remember intentionally, on purpose. You know, so much has happened to all of us over the years. So much has happened within us. So much has happened through us. All of our lives are so full. We survived, you and I. And maybe that's at the heart of our remembering as we begin. After 20 years, 40 years, 60 years, 80 years, we've made it to this year. We've made it to this day. We needn't have made it. Right? My guess is all of us have had times in our lives where we almost hoped that we wouldn't. Where we were ready to give up on the whole thing. I realize each of us needs to remember and speak for ourselves. But I can say that I've seen sorrow. And I've seen pain. Who of us hasn't? Many times I've chosen the wrong road. Or I've chosen the right road for the wrong reason. Many times I've loved the people I love too much for their own good or for my good. Or the people I might have loved, I've missed loving and I've lost. I followed too much the desires of my own heart. And then when, when my heart told me to be kind or to be honest or to be brave, then I didn't follow it at all. To sit down and to remember my life is to remember the countless times when, when I might have given up, when I might have gone under in life, when, humanly speaking, I might have gotten lost beyond the power of anyone to find me. But I didn't. I have not given up. And each of you, with all of your memories, with all of the tales that you could tell, 
you also have not given up. You are also survivors, and you are here. What does that tell us, our surviving? It tells us that weak as we are, a strength beyond our strength has carried us through at least this far, at least to this day. It tells us that foolish as we are, and we, when you look back in your life, you see how foolish you are. As foolish as we are, a wisdom beyond our wisdom has flickered up just often enough to light the right path before us. At least a path that would get us to today. It tells us that faint of heart as we are, a love beyond our power to love has kept our hearts alive. So when we sit in this chair called Remember, it's possible to find peace. The peace that comes from, from looking back and remembering to remember that though most of the time we failed to see it, we never really were alone in life. We couldn't have made it if we only had ourselves on the journey. We couldn't have made it if we only had each other because nobody knows better the undependability and the frailty of even the strongest of us than we do, right? King David knew it. King David, who when we look back through history is one of the strongest of the strong, he knew it for himself. If, if anyone could have made it on his own, it was David, wasn't it? A man after God's own heart. And yet, when he sat in the chair called Remember, and when he intentionally looked back over all the years that were in his life, over all the, the past events that shaped his present. When he looked back over all the tragedies he experienced and the joys that he experienced, all these things that were creating his future, these are the words that came out of his mouth. He said, give praise to the Lord and proclaim his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done. His miracles. The judgments he has pronounced. Remember, he says. Sit in the remembering chair and remember the wonders he has done and the judgments he has pronounced. David learned, and I think he wants us to know, that sitting in this chair is not easy. When King David sat in this chair, when he looked back and remembered, he was flooded with painful memories that he would have preferred to forget, that he would prefer just to leave buried in the past. When he sat in his chair and remembered, he remembered his failure as a husband. He remembered his failure 
as a father. He remembered his lust for Bathsheba. He remembered his murder of her husband. He remembered all of his failures, all of his betrayals, all of his hypocrisy. But as he sat in this chair and remembered, he also remembered something more powerful than all those things. He remembered as he looked back that he was never alone through it all. When he looked back and remembered, he saw God. He saw God's wonderful works in his life. He saw God's unbelievable grace in his brokenness. He saw God's unwavering love, even as his love wavered profoundly. He saw God's great faithfulness, even in the middle of his own unfaithfulness. This chair called Remember for David brought God back to mind again. Both the good memories and the painful memories brought back memories of God. So David calls out to us here. And he says, he says, I want you to remember. Don't forget to remember. Sit down in the chair. Sit down in the chair called remember. And look back and you will see God. You will see his wonders in your life when you missed him before. You will see his discipline when you missed him before. You will see him holding on to you even when you are pushing him away. You will see his salvation working in your life day by day by day by day through all those events, through all those things that he did. Sit down and remember So, so here we sit in the remembering chair this morning, intentionally choosing to look back on the journey that we've been on. And we can't help but remember the hard times. You can't ignore them. They're there. And so we remember this morning, the painful process of saying goodbye to people that we love. We've done that together as a community over the last year, haven't we? We've said goodbye to Marilyn Zondervan and John Bowie and Ruth Brower and Gord Freiling and Joe Potter, Linda Velboom, Dave Whelan, Bob Wieringa. We see that painful journey. And you know what else we see when we look back and remember? we see that God is present with us through them. We remember hearing the diagnosis and the months and months of treatment. And we remember God present with us. We remember experiencing divorce and the brokenness of relationships that are meant to bring joy to our lives. And we see God present with us through it all. We remember the dreams that didn't come true again this year. That we're still holding on to, still wishing for and hoping for. And our hearts hurt. But we also see God present with us.
He's present with us in those difficult times in exactly the same way that he's present with us through the joyful times and the good times. We sit in this chair, and I hope that when you look back and remember, you see not only the, the painful times, but you see the joy. You see the successes. We see them together as a community. Over the past year, we welcomed new life into our family. The joy of welcome, welcoming Ezra Zoko and Alexander Cunnan and Wesley Van Spronson and Ren Busker and Annie Crott and Myla Langoria and Micah McBrien and Cassie Verhoff and Abigail Zwier. And, and we celebrate those moments and we look back and when we remember them, we see God with us. We remember celebrating graduations and weddings and new jobs. And we look back and we see God present with us through them all. We remember vacations that we took where we saw the grandeur of God's creation. And now we can look back and we see God present through them all. We look back and we remember receiving forgiveness after a broken relationship. We remember experiencing belonging after loneliness. We remember feeling confidence after doubt and we can't help but see God with us when we remember and look back when we see God present with us through it all then this chair called remember also empowers us and invites us not only to look back and remember but to look forward into the future because that kind of remembering is what gives us hope. To remember the past is to see that we are here today by grace, that we have survived to this moment as a gift. And when we see the goodness of our God that brought us through the past to today, then we realize that when it comes to grace and mercy and love, our God is as generous as they come, and he will continue to give us his gifts. He will continue to be present into our future as he was present in our past. He gives us reason for hope. A high, high hope. And that high, high hope that we can have when we remember, it's because of what Jesus has done. If you sit in this chair called remember, if you sit here long enough and you look back at your life honestly enough and you look at all those twists and turns of the journey of your life, you will see the path of your life leading you close to the cross, leading you past the empty tomb of Jesus Christ. It's a destination that everybody's life journey brings them past at some time or another. And as we reach that location, some of us choose to walk by on the other side, and some of us choose to stop and linger. Some of us choose to pick up the pace and get past. Some of us humbly kneel. Some of us live lives of thankless rebellion, and some of us overflow in thankfulness as we sit down and remember the past that has transformed our present and that has now given us high, high hope 
for our future. And perhaps this Thanksgiving Day will be your invitation to remember. To remember more than just how to cook a turkey. To remember more than to turn on the TV in time to watch some football. Perhaps God is inviting you to do some intentional remembering in the chair called Remember. Jesus gives us this chair called Remember. He's also given us a table called Remember. That's what this table is all about. It's about remembering. We come to this table this morning to intentionally remember. We intentionally remember with the bread. We remember the body of Jesus Christ that was given completely, completely to the beams of the cross, to the metal of the nails that was given completely to the tomb that was broken for us. That's what we remember. We come to this table because with the juice, we remember that the blood of Jesus was shed. It should have been yours. It should have been mine because the sin was yours and the sin was mine. But we remember that there was a Lamb of God who took our place. We come to this table to remember God's great love for us that gave us everything so that we might receive everything. We come to this table to remember that high, high hope that we have been given because the tomb could not hold him and darkness fled at the resurrection light and death was defeated by life and judgment crumbled in the face of grace and we remember that God's love flooded our past, our present and our future that's what we come to this table to remember this morning. So if you're part of the worship team, would you please come forward and take your place as we prepare to celebrate communion together? While they come forward, I want to extend this invitation to all of you. If you know and remember the truth of Jesus Christ for yourself, if you have given him your past, your present, and your future. If when you sit in the remembering chair and you remember your life, if you can't help but remember Jesus because his life is so intertwined with yours that you cannot pull them apart, then I invite you to this table of remembering. This morning we're going to distribute first the cup and then the bread. And then we're going to partake of them together. So you might want to find for your cup the little holder in the bench in front of you. While we pass the elements, we're going to sing. I invite you, if you wish, to sing along. Maybe you don't want to sing because maybe you're sitting in your remembering chair 
right now. And you want to let the words sink in. And you want to remember God present in all of your life. Receive these elements as you wish. Remembering that your life has been flooded by the love of God. These, my friends, are the gifts of God given to you, the people of God.